Are you ready for the word? Can we share the scriptures together from Genesis chapter 9, verse 8 to 9? We'll read about three scriptures. So shall we go together? The Bible says, Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, Behold, I establish my covenant with you and your offspring after you. Psalms chapter 89, verse 3 to 4. You have said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David my servant. I will establish your offspring forever and build your throne for all generations. Pause and think about that, Selah. And next, Genesis chapter 15 verse 18 says, On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your offspring I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. Amen. So as you listen to the word of God, please look for the patterns that we are going to be talking about. And as God speaks to you, please note down, all right, and crack as many codes as possible. So church, let's talk about cracking the breakthrough code. When Pastor Don gave us the theme of the year, the year of breakthrough, man, I could not have been more excited. How many of you have had been waiting for one of those years? Man, a year of breakthroughs. And then he talked, he went further and he said, you know what? He is the master of breakthroughs. So it's not just one. There are multiple breakthroughs. And then after that, I was so ready to get rid and finish with all my crises in January so that February to December, Kaende Sana. It's time for the breakthroughs, right? And I was hoping for tangible breakthroughs. <laughs> but God had better plans. And hey, by the way, the tangible ones are still coming, by the way. <laughs> but God had better plans. God needed me to see something in scripture. And I can tell you, I have, for those even who are in my circles, I have been talking about this from the beginning of the year and I'm still working through it. And I'm not going to stop because God has something so powerful about what you need to share today. As Club A12, we've been reading through the Bible together this year, okay? We are getting ourselves ready for HXP because we want to meet God, right? And we started off with Genesis. And we've been discovering so much together. For example, did you know, did you know that God did not say it is good on the second day? Did you all know that? I know now, now you're looking for the scriptures. Genesis 1, right? Just trying to figure out. God did not say it is good on the second day. I am still trying to figure that one out. If God helps you crack that code, please help a brother. Call me because people are asking and I don't have the answer. Sasawa, thank you very much. And as I read through Genesis, God kept bringing one word to the surface. And, and now it's all through the other books of the Bible that I am reading and that I have read. You know, it's like when you're believing for a black Range Rover, you know. Then all of a sudden, you start seeing Range Rovers everywhere, you know. So, has that ever happened to you? Or, or you're looking for a phone, and because now you have, everyone else has the phone that you want. And that word is the word covenant. 
And this study has truly been a breakthrough in my relationship with Christ. And I am convinced that every believer should understand and learn to live in covenant with God. Because Psalms 25 verse 14 says, The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. The friendship. As we grow in our relationship, in our partnership with God, he will help us find out the blessings, the expanse, the scope. He will help us understand the joys, the truth that are found in covenant. Therefore, Psalms 25 verse 14 makes it clear that we can know God's covenant. So let's start at the beginning, which is, what is a covenant, right? Because it's one of those, to be honest, Christianese words that we all believe we know until we realize we don't know. Or we don't know the, 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 the expanse of that word. Webster's defines a covenant as a mutual consent or agreement of two or more persons to do or to forbear some act or something. It's also an alliance, okay? So far, have I helped you? Let me try and illustrate the word covenant using marriage because we always say either in a marriage, covenant, right? Covenant is the mutual agreement that my wife and I made 12 years ago to give our lives fully to each other. You're like, 12 years? The agreement was that we are entering into a relationship. We are entering into a partnership. And I was going to bring all I am in this relationship. And she was going to bring all she is in the relationship. That means my wife should have full access to my attention. That means she should have full access to my affection, to my mind, to my body, to my soul, to my money. That's what covenant dictates. Hey, boys. I had the amens from the kids. Amen. And, and, and if you think about it, sometimes actually... Giving less than is required can be considered a breach. Or giving more to another thing or another person can be and could be considered a breach at times. So, that is what it means when we make a covenant relationship with God. I have access to God. Because of the covenant, God says, if I will seek him, I will find him. It means I have access to God's blessing. I have access to his protection. I have access to his thoughts. I have access to his secrets. I have access to his abundance. I have access to his wealth. Covenant also means not only do I have access to him, but I belong to him. My wife and I made a promise to belong to one another in a way that we belong to nothing and no one else. Church, think about that statement. What we made a promise to, what I made a covenant with God means that this relationship cannot be like any other. Covenant can also be illustrated as an alliance. You know, when a country is committed to helping and coming to the aid of an ally, 
For example, country A has a covenant with country B. And though country C is in conflict with country B, right? Country A will always go to the aid and support of country B. It means an alliance. Now think about this. It's, it's rare that a country stronger in status, stronger in economy, stronger in power, resources, initiates an alliance with a country that is weaker. Right? Especially when the stronger country doesn't necessarily have anything to gain. When I know I don't have anything to gain, it's very rare I will get into an alliance with that country. That doesn't usually happen. But think about what God has done for us. <laughs> the strongest power to ever exist has reached out to me to make a pact, to make a promise, to make an alliance with me. Isn't that so amazing? Isn't covenant amazing? Because of covenant, at any point when I call to him, he says, because I'm allied to you, I will come to your aid. Wow! Your covenants were so serious that the Jews called it berit. And the word berit means to cut. Right? Because that was what sealed a covenant. It was so serious that you had to make a mark on your body to make sure you don't go back on the covenant. So how most covenants are cut is when both parties are bringing something to the table, right? One, one, one party says, me, I'm bringing this, I'm bringing maize, then you are going to bring me money. There's a, a, a bilateral agreement. Bilateral means two parties. And what this is also called, it's called a conditional covenant. Okay? That means those two parties must meet their obligation. And if they don't, that covenant is null and void. Right? So you do your part, I do my part. When you don't do your part, then we can say this covenant has been broken. The other type of covenant is called a unilateral covenant or an unconditional covenant. And this is what it means. This is where only one party must fulfill the obligation of the entire agreement. Think through, Mazi. Guys, are you deciphering things? Are you cracking some codes? Our main scriptures draw our attention to three gentlemen. Can you remember the gentlemen? They were Noah, Abraham, David, or Sam. You guys are on it. These men also cut covenants with God, but their covenants were different. Actually, their covenants were a foreshadow of the covenant God had always desired for us to have with him through Jesus Christ. As we go into this a bit deeper, please try and see if you can pick out the pattern, okay? What's so cool about these men is that their covenants are very similar. Do you guys remember the first set of fruits in the puzzle? Right? It was two bananas plus two bananas plus two bananas equals 60. 
right? How much was one banana? How much was one banana? Again, I ask. Oh, sorry. Okay. Oh, that's why you went wrong. Okay. One banana was 10. How do you know that? Because there are two bananas, two, two x plus x plus x equals 3x, 3x equals 60, and you just find x, x equals 60 divided by 3, so x is 20, right? But there are two bananas, so it's 20 divided by 2 becomes? Okay, wow. Now, once you see, once you see one, once you see one puzzle, once you see one statement, once you see one line, you have seen the rest, right? Once you see one banana, if one banana is 10, that means the other bananas are 10, 10, 10, to where it will make 60. That means once you discover their pattern, you can crack the code. Okay. Their full stories are found in Noah. Noah is found in Genesis chapter 9, verse 7 to 17. That's where you'll find his covenant with God. And with David, you'll find it in 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 8 to 16. And with Abraham, you'll find it in Genesis chapter 15 from verse 1 to 18. And y'all, this is now what breakthrough looks like for me. This is what I so desire to attain. These guys had something with God. I am so... You know, you know it's some, some things are good to covet. Like I, that relationship they had with God, what God did for them, I want. I need. And let me explain it to you so that you guys can understand. Let's just use one, let's just use one story because as I told you, when you know one story, you know all the rest of the stories. Please go check them out later and you'll see that there is a pattern. Okay? And the story that we want to look at is the story of Abram. And I'm going to read, I'm going to read, it's a bit of a long scripture, but listen as we go along. It says, I'm going to read from uh, Genesis 15, and it says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield, your reward shall be very great. And he brought him outside and said, look toward heaven and number the stars. If you're able to number them, then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Okay? And he believed the Lord. Who is he? And Abram believed the Lord and God counted it to him as righteousness. He said to him, bring me, this is now God. God said to Abram, said, bring me a heifer, three years old, a female goat, three years old, a ram, three years old, a turtle dove and a young pigeon. And he brought him all these, cut them in half and laid each half against the other half. But he did not cut the birds in half. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and behold, dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying to your offspring, I give this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the great Euphrates. Verse 15, uh, chapter 15, verse 1 starts. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I'm your shield. Your reward shall be very great. Okay? Other version says, I am your shield and your very great reward. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. 
I've never been hit by a ton of bricks, so I don't know how that means, but you get the gist, right? God initiates with Abram. Wait. Who needs who? Why is the transcendent God, the one who exists above and independent from us, making the first move? Remember what we said earlier. When you are making an alliance, the weaker always makes the first move because they need the stronger. So why is this covenant different? The inferior will always look to the superior for strength. God noticed, God acknowledged, and God desired to be linked with Abram. Man, you all, I want God to notice me. I, I want God to acknowledge me. I want God to see me. Y'all, there is more, and I want that more. Abraham, Noah, and David. You guys, how did you do it? How did you get God to notice you? What is it about you? What code do I need to crack? There is breakthrough to attain. I have to attain it. So verse 15, uh, verse, let's go down to verse 5 and 6. And it goes, it says, and he brought him outside and he said, look toward heaven and number the stars. <laughs> if you're able to number them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Now, this is where it gets even deeper. This is where it gets better. This is where it gets sweeter. Not only did God initiate, God promised. Now, not only is God coming, but he's coming with something. And his promises were for generation after generation. They were for offspring. These promises were long-lasting. These promises were eternal. They were perpetual. You know, sometimes I have, to be honest, what I consider the greatest privilege in life. Some evenings, I get to put our kids to sleep. And I have done that with every child. And when, when they were young, like when, not, not Abby now, I don't get, you know, I don't hold her. But when they were young, I got the opportunity to hold each of them and rock them to sleep. And as I was holding each of them, I would pray, God, please, God, please, may they know you. Lord, I know how hard this is. Lord, may they know, Lord, please, Abby needs to know you. Jabali needs to have a personal relationship with you. Eli, Lord, Eli has to see you. Lord, Mazel, Lily, who I still hold by there until now, Lily is going to be known and marked by God. I, it is so important. Until I became a dad, I didn't understand, I didn't fully comprehend, but y'all, this promise is everything to me. I, to be honest, I do not mind. Material blessings can stay aside. If you tell me my kids will get the promise that they will get to the eternal relationship they need with God. So you have to understand when God makes this promise, it's not just a simple promise. This is a promise for generation after generation. In this covenant, your heritage is not lost. Your investment in the next generation is not lost. Your ministry will not die with you. You will never lack one who will come after you to carry on. 
Your future is in good hands because it is in God's hands. Can you imagine that's the covenant these guys are cutting with God? Man, and so the story moves on. Abraham asks God, how will it come to be? And God tells him, bring a heifer. Bring a ram. Bring a, and he tells him a, a number of five animals to bring. Okay? And Genesis chapter 15, verse 17 says, When the sun had gone down, it was dark. Behold, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. God took it upon himself so that we can rely on him. Let me, let me paint the picture. The word berit, as I told you earlier, means to cut, right? So, so let, me, let, me, let me paint for you the picture. When, when, when the, in Jewish culture, when they were making a covenant, what they would do is that they would cut the animals. They would cut the heifer, put it one side, put it one side, right? They would go, take the ram, put it one side, put it one side. They take the, dove, the turtle dove and the pigeon, and the two parties would walk hand in hand and go through the animals. And you know what that would signify? The two parties would say, if I break this covenant, may I be like these animals. It was a covenant to death. However, with Abram, it was different. Where was Abram? Deep asleep. Who walked through? a smoking pot, and a flaming torch. It was only God who walked through. Basically saying, I hold you. This covenant will only work because I will make it work. God walked through alone. God was saying, I'm putting the fulfillment on these promises on me. I will fulfill them. And if I don't, I will bring myself to account. The only one we can have confidence to carry us through every season. The only way I can have confidence is if it's God carrying through. If it's God carrying us. Again, I ask. What did you do to enter into this covenant? Why did God choose you? And I believe I've cracked the code. Well, I believe I've cracked a code. What was so different was Noah, David, and Abram patterned their lives to constantly please God. Their lives moved from doing to being. Genesis 6, 9, Noah says, Noah was willing to stand alone so that, they could be, so that he could be blameless. That word blameless is complete or entirely in accord with truth and fact. Church, what are you willing to stand alone in so that you can be faithful, truthful, unblemished? Acts 13, 22 says, David was so extra, he did all he could so that he could be a man after God's heart. He moved from the doing, he became a man after God's own heart. God said of David, he will do all my will. What more is needed of me so that I can be a steady father? 
so that I can be a loyal friend, so that I can be an approved workman, so that I can be a diligent servant. Genesis 15:6 says, Abraham was unwavering so that he could believe God. Church, how will I stay unmoved so that I can be sanctified? How will I stay unmoved so that I can be holy, so that I can be bold, so that I can be different? God has called us into a covenant relationship when we give and when we gave our lives to him. Jesus did not wait for us to make the first move. Are you guys now getting the pattern? Jesus did not wait for us to make the first move, but he moved towards us. Jesus gave us an eternal promise called salvation and ensures that we have full access, full belonging, full strength and power through him. But what started when we first said that prayer of salvation isn't where it ends, not even close. There was something that these three men did that captured the attention of heaven. They did something extra. That meant they received covenant upon covenant, promise upon promise. They lived consumed with pleasing God. Church, are we going to be just content that we said a prayer? Are we just going to be content with what God has given us? Can we go for more? Because there's more. In our marriages, in how we interact with our children, in how we talk to our house help, in how we spend our money, in what we find funny in our social media posts, are we Christians who are bent on honoring God and on honoring this covenant above all else? Are we going to be those Christians? I'd like us to take a second and just desire. There's more. There's more. Father, we come to you today. Lord, help us. Holy Spirit, make the plan perfect for us. Lord, as believers, it's not over yet. As believers, there's still so much to gain. There's so much in covenant. There's so much accessible to us. Oh, how I pray, Lord God, we will open our hands. We will open our hearts. We will open our minds. We will open our souls, God, in desire for more. Help us learn to live in covenant. Father, I speak the blessing over your people. Even as they desire, even as they grow, even as they want to gain and to know more. In Jesus' name, I pray and believe. Amen and amen. Church, have a great week. Go and discover more. Go and crack the breakthrough code in Jesus' name. Thank you guys. Bless you so much.